Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, today, uh, Melinda and I are just going to chat about um, building a team. Yes, I think given the current crazy property buying environment here in Brisbane, we really want to help others understand how they can uh, be in a position to act very quickly uh, without delays because, you know, in the current environment in Brisbane, if you're looking to buy property, there's no time to delay. You really actually have to be in a position to buy when you see a property um, that matches, you know, your brief or that is, is a good match for what you're looking for. It, and it is important to understand the team that you need around you to enable you to make really quick decisions and also to best place you for a successful outcome when you do put forward an offer. Yeah, so look, we, we have talked about in the past about um, it's busy at the moment in Brisbane. Um, obviously, it's a very popular market, um, a lot of growth and, and things are moving really fast. Properties are selling fast. Um, that can be really stressful at times. So to help make that a lot easier, um, take away that stress a little bit, there's nothing better than being organised and being prepared up front. Uh, it's a team effort and that goes in sport, in life, in every, in every aspect, I think. Um, so building that team, having that team, being organised, being prepared takes away a lot of that stress and um, you're ready to move into the property market. Yeah, and I think a lot of people just go shopping, um, looking at realestate.com or domain as the first um you know, step in the process. But really, there's a few people you need to be talking to before you start looking at properties. And that's what we want to cover because what we want to ensure that you understand is that when you actually find the right property, you know the timeframes that you can work with um, because you've already spoken to your team. You've already, you already know what their availability is like and therefore you're confident that no offers that you are making will fall over. So let's get started. Yeah, it's a big investment. So um, make it a good investment and um, have the right team with you. So I guess we start with um, in the organisation side of it is probably an accountant. Yeah, look, with, if you're buying your home, uh, it's probably less important to speak to your accountant about um, structure. However, if you are a property investor, I think it's a critical step that a lot of people fail to do, and that is to seek advice from your accountant and discuss what your investment strategy actually is so that um, you can get advice around the tax implications. I know, um, and I see it a lot, and a lot of our inquiry that comes in, people think that a certain strategy is going to be right for them. And what they have not considered is what the tax implications are given their personal financial um, circumstances. So I think that understanding the ownership structure of a purchase is very important, especially for high income earners that are looking for cash flow type strategies, because you really can put yourself into a compromised tax position when you're purchasing in your own name and you already are a high income earner. Remember, the government will tax you for income that you earn on a property portfolio. So if you are a high income earner and you're going for a high cash flow strategy, for example, um, some advice from your accountant upfront uh, should be um, sought just to ensure that you understand the implications. I speak to so many people that have not even considered this um, and it is a really important factor. The strategy that you take from an investment perspective obviously needs to align with your long-term goals, but it also needs to ensure that it aligns with your existing um, circumstances. And one of those is 
what is your current taxable income and how will this purchase impact on that position if you um, you know are looking at a, a property that is going to cost you to hold or a negatively geared property or a property that's going to put um, money in your bank being a cash flow positive property. Um, also, there's the positively geared property, which may not put uh, cash in the bank as such, but from a tax perspective, it's positively geared. And again, that can have negative implications for you if you're a high income earner. So get some advice from your accountant. The other thing that an accountant will do is help you understand land tax implications, because again, it's something that a lot of investors do um, fail to consider. Here in Queensland, when you purchase within uh, your own name, you'll have a land tax threshold of $600,000 per person. However, if you are purchasing in an entity, which is either a trust structure um, or a company structure, that land tax threshold does decrease to $350,000. Now, land tax, remember, is calculated on the unimproved land value. So again, consultation with your accountant upfront will help you to understand the land tax implications for a purchase that you may be considering. Another thing that an accountant will do is help you understand the long-term implications depending on what your exit strategy is. If this is a property that you intend to sell in the future, it's important that you get advice from your accountant in terms of how you're going to actually exit that and what the implications will be from a tax perspective. Because, you know, when you make a profit, when you own property, whether that's in your own name or in a company structure, especially from an investment perspective, there will be tax implications. So capital gains tax is something that you know investors will have to pay um, as a result of selling an asset that they've owned in their own name. Um, there are discounts if you've owned that asset for more than 12 months, but it is important to seek advice from your accountant or tax specialist before you move ahead and, and you've also got um i guess that's obviously before you move ahead but what about post purchase with the quantity surveyor side of things so obviously as a property investor you would have the ability to depreciate the value of the house itself that sits on the land so depending on how old that house is and when any improvement improvements may have been completed there may be some depreciation benefits and um, if you're unsure whether there would be or not, um, you would seek the assistance of a quantity surveyor. Now, they would be engaged to come in and do a full depreciation schedule. We did speak to Mike Mortlock of MCG Quantity Surveyors in an earlier episode. So that in an earlier episode, uh, so that will actually help you to understand, you know, the benefits of actually having a tax depreciation schedule completed. But that is the schedule that would be then provided to your accountant. And the accountant would use the information from that depreciation schedule in your annual tax return. So obviously, you work very closely with your accountant as an investor um, doing your annual tax returns because the investment uh, position then needs to be considered to determine you know, what the tax implications are and whether you're up for a tax refund or a tax bill. Um, that's sort of the time that you, you find out. So look, whether you, whether you are a homeowner or whether you are an investor, it's still a big investment. So we talk to, to people about homeowners. It's still an investment, even though it's your own home. Um, so it's still a lot of money you're spending. Um, it's a good investment. Um, you'll probably hear Melinda talk uh, a bit in this episode because, uh, look, she's a qualified property investment advisor and you can you could just tell that um, with those strategies, that's the sort of thing that we help with when we talk to our clients. So obviously that strategy and all that set up, that's really important. 
The other thing we will probably touch on from time to time in this, and it's a good thing to remember, is to have annual reviews, whether it's from your accountant, your mortgage broker, your insurance, your, your buyer's agent, whoever you use as we go through the, um, the episode today. Something to remember is to do annual reviews on everything and just check things over as well. So um, probably the next step is um, mortgage broker, I guess. Yeah, look, in the current market in Brisbane, without a doubt, you need to be ready to buy when you find the right property. So it is no use putting forward a contract on an opportunity and trying to, you know, secure a property with long finance terms right now. You just won't be competitive. So working with a mortgage broker um, early is very important. I know for a lot of the clients that we work with, especially if you are buying in an entity as opposed to your own name, that is either a trust or a company, Finance can take a number of weeks to actually progress and and be finalised. So being finance ready and understanding how long you will need between um, the time that you enter into a contract and obtaining that final finance approval, that's going to set you apart from a lot of other buyers at the moment. Because if you can firm up or shorten the time frame required to obtain a final approval, um, you're going to be more competitive with your offer. Now, mortgage brokers are not just there to find you the lowest interest rate. I think a lot of people that are looking for a mortgage, um, you know, really are shopping on, on rates alone. A good mortgage broker will also help you with strategy. And when I, what I mean by strategy is finance strategy. Now, whether you are buying a home or an investment, it is important to understand um, how you finance that asset. And how you finance that asset will depend on what your future intentions are and what your goals are from an investment perspective looking forward. So what a good mortgage broker will also help you to understand is um, that the idea with um, building out a portfolio of property is to minimise your non-deductible debt. And what that means is that's your personal debt, minimising the debt that you have on any of your own assets in your own name, for example, your home, whereas you need to maximise the deductible debt and that's investment debt. So that's um, debt that you may have on any properties um, that you've purchased purely for investment purposes. So minimising personal debt on your home, maximising investment debt because that's the deductible debt um, from a tax perspective. So a good mortgage broker should be able to help you understand the difference between the two. And in conjunction with consultation with your accountant, you should be able to develop a mortgage strategy that aligns with your overall investment goals. So I think that it's important to understand that whether you're going uh, principal and interest or interest only, various um, other mortgage um, strategy ideas, it really does need to be considered um, in terms of what you're going to do um, as the next step, because the decisions you make on a mortgage for a purchase today may actually impact what you can or cannot do with the next property that you're looking to purchase. So it's really good to align with someone that understands that so that you, they're not going to inhibit the future opportunity for more purchases if that's what your goals are. Yeah, I think it's not just about shopping for that lowest um, lowest interest rate or, or how much you can borrow, but as you say, the strategy and someone that can work together for you for that for that purchase and for the next purchase. And again, that annual review. That's another one, your mortgage broker, get that annual review um, to see how things are sitting at the moment. 
Yeah, I think a mortgage broker does get paid trail commission from the financier or the bank. So, you know, it's important that you have a good relationship with your mortgage broker and that you do have the ability to go back and ask um, for an annual review. And what that means is just an understanding of what the potential equity position is on your property. And again, whether that's a home or an investment property, that becomes irrelevant. What is relevant is getting an understanding of the value of that property on an annual basis. Because if you are looking to um, tap into any equity in your home or in your investment properties, it's important that you understand what that equity position is. We all get tied up and busy with life. So sometimes, you know, we can overlook the importance of this step. But if you've got um, equity sitting in your portfolio as a whole, or even if it is just in your home, and if you have any aspiration to um, continue to invest, um, you can actually use that equity uh, that you have um, or that has grown, the, the value of the asset has grown. You can use that equity to continue to invest in more assets that can continue to build your future wealth. So annual reviews with your mortgage broker, make sure you're aligning with someone who will do that service for you. So I guess from there, you, you're almost sort of set up ready to go out and start um, looking to purchase a property. Um, now, again, whether you're a, a homeowner or whether you're an investor, um, you might want to engage a service as a buyer's agent. Obviously, this is what we do. Um, and there's two areas, I guess, you can get a buyer's agent, which will just basically follow your brief, or you work with a qualified property investment advisor. Um, make sure they are qualified and they've done the course. Um, that will give you a lot of information, strategy, work with these other parts of your team very closely to make sure it aligns with what your goals are and to help you set up a strategy for your investment portfolio. And I think, you know, as a property buyer, a lot of people choose to do it alone and that actually works for most, um, you know, I guess it is considered a luxury to engage a buyer's agent to assist you and to help you. If you are doing it alone, I think the most important thing that you can do is to establish very strong relationships with sales agents. And, you know, in the current market in Brisbane, for example, you have to be prepared to drop everything instantly when a property that is, um, you know, something that you're interested in becomes available because you really need to be inspecting that property um, within the first day or two. Um, everything that we're seeing that's quality right now in Brisbane is usually selling after the very first open home. So you need to have done all of your due diligence. You need to have done um, the... Uh, appraisal to understand the value of the property and you need to actually ensure that you are ready to uh, put forward an offer alongside everyone else. So what about um, things like uh, skills and negotiation, things like that? Obviously, these are things that we talk about. Um, when you're working with a buyer's agent, obviously there's benefits, as Melinda mentioned earlier. It's not just about getting out there and look, if you're looking at realestate.com and you're lining up with uh, 100 groups at an open house um, and you've got that time on a weekend, That that's great. But otherwise, the some of the benefits of a buyer's agent. Well, obviously, you know, when you are um, working with a buyer's agent, um, you're working with a skilled negotiator. Um, they understand the value of the market, um, not just what the market, you know, the settled sales are showing, but more so what's actually happening right now. For example, in Brisbane, we can't rely on settled sales from two or three months ago to determine the value of a property. Uh, we're now having to, to rely on what's selling at auction in real time and what properties are going under contract for in real time uh, because the market really is moving that fast. And if we're looking at settled sales from 2020, uh, look, we're only at the end of February now, but um, they're irrelevant in, in a fast-moving market and 
you know, if you're pricing an asset based on what's happened two or three months ago in a rapidly moving market like we are in, you will simply keep missing out. So having the ability to understand value is really important and coming to that understanding very quickly so that you can make quick decisions. Um, But, you know, whether you are a home buyer or an investor, uh, working with a buyer's agent enables you just to keep the emotions out of it uh, because, you know, it can be a very emotional experience when you are purchasing a property. We're not talking about, um, you know, a few thousand dollars. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars and you don't want to make a mistake when you are purchasing such a large asset. So having someone on your team that's going to, you know, allow you to stay focused on what the the, the objective is um, will also be of assistance. Yeah, you don't want all that stress and obviously that coming into, into that emotional side of it. Um, you don't want to get caught up in that emotion. People talk about auctions, I guess. That's probably a good example. Um, people getting caught up in the moment and getting emotional and obviously the bidding continues to roll and people keep putting their hand up and the, you know that price just keeps going up. So that professional help from a buyer's agent just to stay calm, relaxed, um, take the emotion away. The other thing is is all the access to all properties as well. Yeah, it's um, obviously not just what's available on the major real estate portals, but also what buyers agents have access to because of their their agent relationships. Um, Off-market opportunities, pre-market opportunities, it definitely gives other buyers a heads up. Uh, It's not something you can't do yourself if you have the ability to create those strong agent relationships. You can ask to be contacted by them when something becomes available that may not be listed. Um, The thing is, you may be one of many buyers that's asking for that, whereas a buyer's agent has multiple buyers. So, you know, typically they'll get the phone call first from an agent if there are off-market opportunities. So it's just a way to beat the crowds and and get ahead if you are looking for professional assistance. Um, I do suggest you just contact um, a buyer's agent to understand how they can add value. Um, And of course, if you are an investor um, looking for those that are also qualified property investment advisors, it will be a game changer for you, especially in understanding those long-term implications of the decisions that you're making today, because you really don't want to be making a mistake that you'll regret um, 15 years from now. Again, a little bit on this one, especially if it's a qualified property investment advisor, what we do with with our clients is is that review of their property portfolio as well, um, because that can help with obviously the plan of the next steps um, for the next purchases and obviously building on that that portfolio. Um, So when you purchase a property uh, or go towards a contractual sort of stage, uh, I guess it's really important. uh, This is someone that we, we really highly recommend you get someone local to your local area that knows the local area, and that's a solicitor that can do all the conveyancing for you. Yeah, whether you're using a solicitor or a conveyancer, um, they really need to understand the um, the way con- the contract process um, is followed in the area that you're buying. So here in Brisbane, the contract process is quite different in Queensland to in other states. So you know, a good solicitor should understand that. But if they are from interstate. Um, you know, sometimes in our experience, we we certainly know that um, there is still some confusion over that process. So I think making sure um, first and foremost that they are available is going to be very, very important uh, for you because if you are wanting to send through a contract and have it reviewed by your solicitor before you sign, 
It is so important that someone will be able to be responsive for you, especially right now in Brisbane when, you know, we can be sent contracts and we may have three hours before we have to submit because of the cutoff of offers. So if your solicitor or conveyancer is not going to be available to you for a quick contract review on the weekend um, or, you know, overnight um, or, you know, whether they will prioritise your contract review um, over other work that they have during the day, then I suggest you align with someone who's going to provide that service for you. A good property lawyer should be able to um, prioritise the urgent matters and a contract review right now in a strong seller's market is, is very important for a lot of buyers. So you want to actually ask that question before you sign um, and before you you know, choose who you're going to use because I know in our experience there's certainly been some clients whose um, solicitors have not been immediately available and it can mean that you miss out on opportunities. Um, so it's definitely a question to ask. Also, you know, if you are inserting any special conditions into the contract to protect your interests as a buyer, you need that solicitor or the conveyancer to be able to draft those conditions so that you know that they um, are going to be compliant and tight. Um, once you enter a contract, of course, then the solicitor or the conveyancer will do all of the searches that um, you request. Um, a buyer's agent will also potentially do a lot of the searches for you. So I guess it depends, you know, whether you're doing it yourself or whether you've got um, professional assistance up front. Um, and of course, just someone that's going to be available to respond to any requests, um, any extension requests um, under any conditions that you've put forward on the contract. Um, and, and to do that in a responsive way as well to ensure that your um, best interests are always, you know, at the forefront. So I think hopefully everyone's taking notes here um, because this is obviously what we do with our clients to help them along the way um, and, and obviously take all this stress uh, away from them. Yeah, if you do then purchase, um, obviously insurance, that needs to be done straight away. Yeah, look, in Queensland, when you put forward a, a contract on a property, insurance needs to be taken out on that property from the date of the contract. Um, so, you know, you need to insure against risk, against property damage, whether that's malicious or whether that's accidental uh, damage. You really need to make sure that you are insured um, from the date of the contract. Um, if you're a property investor, obviously you're wanting to seek out a policy that will provide um you know, protection in the event that the tenant defaults on their rent payments. I know during COVID there were a lot of insurance that pulled out of um, that space, but they are actually now um, offering that cover again within their policies. So, you know, if you took something out and there was um, some change as a result of COVID, it's definitely worth investigating whether they have reinstated um, the ability to claim for rent default. So check out your policy, please, if you are a property investor. So what about other insurances apart from just on that property? Yeah, look, really, really important if you are taking on debt that you investigate your own personal insurances, things like income protection insurance. You know, if you were to lose your job or your partner, if you have a partner, was to lose their job um, and you didn't have income protection insurance, would you have to sell? I think that's an important question to ask. And if the answer is you, you'd be in financial difficulty, you definitely need to seek some advice from an insurance broker around protecting the income. Um, I think that, you know, in the event that you have significant debt, um, also in the, you know, if there's a death or um, a significant accident that causes someone to be incapacitated, it is also really important to understand 
how that would impact on um, the rest of the the family. So, you know, if the main income earner uh, was to pass away, will their life insurance be sufficient to cover the debt on the property that you're purchasing? So a review of your overall insurances um, is necessary every time you change your levels of debt. Um, And it is important that you're working closely with a broker Um, And again, just do those reviews annually so that you can understand how your position is changing. I know a lot of insurance covers will just automatically um, provide an additional level of cover each year. They'll step up, um, you know, premiums that may be adjusted um, automatically. You need to actually see what they're proposing each year to understand whether that is the level of cover that you need. Um, And if it's not, um, you know, check in with your broker to ensure that you are only insured for what you're wanting to be insured for, but you're not slipping under because of any new purchases um, in that year. Yeah, I think that's a really good, really good advice on the insurance side of things as well. Um, I guess almost talking insurance, but if you purchase a property, building and pest inspections, um, it's almost like an insurance to know what you what you can't see. Um, what these guys do when they go out to do their inspections, um, I attend them with our clients. Um, we get up in the roof space, we get on the roof um, where, where we can, obviously, depending on height. Um, they, they have machines that can detect movement, moisture, everything inside the walls. Um, all of that information is just something you can't see when you do uh, a visual inspection. So it's, it's very, very important to have a good building and pest inspection done as well. Yeah, and I think this is something that has really surprised me most recently in Brisbane with some property buyers that they're willing to make unconditional offers whereby no building and pest condition has been included. Now, that's a massive risk. You know, during a standard inspection, um, I mean, we've got a licensed builder on our team, Scott, obviously, who, um, you know, he has no ability to go and look thoroughly at a property during a standard inspection because you can't, you know, inspect, as you said, in the roof space or, you know, um, in areas that are inaccessible. So, you know, having the insurance, I guess, of a building and pest clause in the contract really provides, um, you know, insurance for you to ensure you're not actually buying something that may have, you know, major structural issues that you just don't know about because, you know, the sellers may be covering it up with new render and paint. So, critical that you do that um, as a property buyer. But the thing to understand also is you need to actually have your building and pest inspector lined up before you're putting forward an offer on a property so that you know what your timeframe needs to be. I know in Brisbane, um, you know, we at the moment have about three or four different building and pest inspectors that we can call upon who provide us with priority access, but they are so busy that trying to turn around a building and pest inspection in, in seven days is really hard, even with our professional um, team. So as a property buyer, if you have not already lined up your building and pest inspector, when you are putting forward an offer, you need to make sure that you understand their timeframes because there's a lot of building and pest inspectors in Brisbane who are completely booked out for up to two weeks right now. So you don't want a contract to fall over simply because you've not been prepared and you haven't got a pre-booking in place. Just just something quickly on the building and pest side of it. Um, it's just as a bit of a guide for people. It'll cost about 500 to 550 roughly um, to get a building and pest inspection done. It takes about an hour. Now, they will not be checking things like your electrical um, and some of the plumbing side of things. Um, smoke alarms, all that type of thing. That's not a part of their inspection. That's the type of thing we do when we're there with them in that hour. We'll go and turn on every air conditioner, every light, every fan. We'll check all those types of things. We'll run the taps. We'll make sure that things are working as just another check. 
that's not something they do. When they issue you the, with the report, which is a 40, 50, 60 page report, whatever it may be, they will obviously cover themselves and make sure that they say that these things aren't, aren't checked. Um, it's up to you if you want a separate inspection done, but just be aware that they do the building and the structure side of things, not all the other um, small components, I guess. There can be maintenance costs if it's an investment property as well. And even a home, you don't want to be moving in and realising that the air conditioner is not actually functional or that the oven doesn't work. So, you know, little tips along the way um, just to help you as a property buyer, things that you need to check. But I think also with the building and pest reports, you know, We've seen multiple different reports from a number of um, building and pest inspectors uh, around Brisbane, and some reports are, you know, very thorough, providing a comprehensive review in writing as well as photos to support any issues that are identified. Um, others are not thorough at all based on, you know, our review and there's no inspection photos, there's just text and it's much harder to interpret the true meaning of any issues. So I think if you're choosing a building and pest inspector, perhaps ask to see um, one of their reports to see how comprehensive they are before you actually engage their services so that you can get an understanding as to whether you, um, you know, can interpret the, the report. But also ask what their availability is um, after issuing the report to talk through any issues that come up because, you know, if that's an additional cost, you need to know about that. Um, the last thing you want is for an issue to come up that you don't understand, that you then don't have the ability to go back and ask those questions. So these are all things just to ensure that you're asking these questions as you're screening potential building and pest inspectors um, to make sure that you're getting the best possible outcome. Yeah, the good ones will talk to you. They'll be happy to say, look, pick up the phone, give me a call, happy to talk you through the report as well. Um, so obviously then if it's an investment property, uh, the next stage is you, you want that property to be maintained and obviously the rent to be paid. So you need to look at a really good property manager. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people underestimate the value that a really good property manager can um, make towards, you know, managing your investment um, and a good property manager will not only just collect rent, um, they'll screen tenants and find a suitable tenant that, you know, will look after your property. They will do regular inspections um, and they'll be looking for preventative maintenance. They'll help you understand what you should be doing in advance to ensure that there's no, you know, problems that pop up. So um, I think that preventative maintenance in in my opinion, is always better than, you know, being reactive to things as they arise. Obviously, there's always going to be issues that pop up that you do need to, to react to very quickly. But, you know, preventing that, um, those maintenance issues in the first place can often result in a better overall financial position from an investment perspective, you know, keeping gardens well maintained. Um, you know, tenants have a certain level of responsibility to maintain gardens, but it's also the owner's responsibility, especially with um, hedging of large trees and things like that, keeping, you know, those sorts of things at bay. Prevention, ensuring that the gardens are maintained, um, looking at um, termite protection treatments before you've got any, you know, potential infestation. That's all part of what the property manager can help and advise you with. So make sure that you're, you're asking those questions and getting that sort of advice from your property manager. Yeah, I think that preventative maintenance is critical. Um, we've got investment properties ourselves. Uh, I get a landscaper to go around there. He does annual gardening for me where he just cuts all the, the shrubs and the hedges and trees. I don't really want to know about it. He does all that for us. Um, but he does that just to keep it up to speed with what it should be. The other thing, if you're probably interested in it, something to consider back on the building and pest side of it 
you can always um, ask the property manager to get a building and pest inspection done annually. Mm. It's, it's $500 a year um, and they will do that inspection or just get a pest inspection done. Um, it's a good thing. It's a good way just to cover yourself, make sure that's done. If there's anything noticed, obviously jump on it straight away, get it done. But it's just keeping in front of things, um, that preventative maintenance side of things. And I think, you know, just on that property management, again, annual reviews, um, even if you've had a long-term tenant in place, it is important to understand the um, what the market rent should be, um, just to help you understand whether you're wanting to um, ask for a rent increase or not. So doing a comparative market analysis from a rental perspective um, helps you understand what other properties that are similar or comparative to yours are renting for in the current market. Um, sometimes we can become a little bit complacent as property investors if we do have long-term tenants in not actually ensuring that our rent is at market rent. So obviously it is a decision you make as an investor or as a landlord as to whether to increase rent or not. Um, some may choose not to because they've got um, such a good tenant in place. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is an investment. It is about the numbers and it is about ensuring that you, you know, are maximising or getting the maximum out of your investment. So working with your property manager to understand the current rent um, to determine whether any rent adjustments are needed is also really, really important. Yeah, I'm sure most people um, that drive a car will probably get that car serviced every six or 12 months when the little <laughs> sticker on the top of the window or you get the reminder from the mechanic. Um, and that's just for a car. That's not for an investment property or your house. So get those checkups done, get the service done on the house and keep it up to speed. The only other thing that, look, depending on what you, sometimes the property managers will handle most of this for you. But if you're looking at doing any upgrades, refurbs, renovations, things like that, uh, a good quality tradesman or handyman or builder that can help you and communicate and help you with all those things as well. And sometimes just after purchase, there's those little things that can add value um, to a property that people want done. So, you know, adding fans, air conditioners, um, you know, a quick lick of paint to dress up a property, those sorts of things um, really can make a, a property feel more like a home, um, whether that's a home for you to live in or whether that's a home for other tenants to live in. Um, having a good tradesman, you know, that you can align with for, for those sorts of things is important. But a good property manager will have a team that they can recommend for you if you are an investor. But as a home buyer, just making sure that you've got someone that you can call on if you are wanting to do any minor improvements. Um, I think that's always a, a good thing to have. Yeah, whether it's big or small. We had a chat with um, Fergus from Northline Developments a while ago on a podcast. Um, whether it's big or small, someone you can just call on to get out, do a quote, get the work done for you straight away. Um, that is very, very important. So um, look, I think we've covered most things there. I guess the biggest thing here that, that I probably keep harping on is the annual reviews. Um, and I think when you start to look at whether it's anyone for your team, communication um, is just critical from, from the beginning, from the accountant side of it, right through to a, a tradie, um, someone that you can communicate with and will communicate well with you. That is critical to make sure that um, everything keeps flowing along and both everyone stays happy and um, the investment is a good investment. So I'll let Melinda wrap it up here now. I uh, hope that was um, good for everyone and helpful. Um, we will talk to you again soon. So thanks very much for listening and take care and bye for now. Yeah, thanks for tuning in again, everyone. Um, it's been great to help you with some of these handy tips um, and I hope that puts you in a better place if you are looking to buy, especially in the current market in Brisbane, which seems to be going absolutely crazy. But um, we'll talk more about that in coming weeks. In the meantime, if you are liking what you hear, please don't forget to leave us a review. 
um, and share this podcast with your fam- friends and family. We look forward to bringing you more um, information and updates in the coming weeks. Um, Until next time, have a great week and we'll talk to you again. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and, of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.